1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm, I'm really always frustrated at a loss, but this was a little different just because I wasn't involved and we lost. You know, I expressed the way I felt, you know, to you know, um, Coach Gase and, you know, things like that. We had a good little talk, you know, because I just feel like, you know, I want to be a be a main reason to helping the team win. You know, I mean, I don't like not being used and you know we end up losing the game i felt like i couldn't really help my team out Um, me and him had that conversation you know obviously hopefully things are you know better from moving here on out welcome to the fantasy football diagnostics podcast where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football whether it's season-long leagues dynasty dfs or even idp we got you covered all season long Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 31. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penderman It's week nine. Thursday night recap, Sunday night football preview. Greg, what's good, bro?
0: What's going on? Oh man, it's week nine. Oh, man, my fantasy live is not looking this fine. So, uh, alright, that's all I got for this weekend, man. That's all I got. So, no, not a lot of bars as much as last week. It's just a struggle <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: If uh, forgive Greg right now, he's emotionally distressed. His entire team, uh, we we referenced it on the last episode. Team questionable. Um, this now now is team questionable, doubtful. We got a <laughs> uh, de- declared out, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but le- before we do all that, let's get to that. Th- let's get that Thursday night game. Let's, let's at that. Yep. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, man, they covered the spread in this one. They it was the ten and a half point dogs. Uh, they end up losing 20, 28 to twenty five. And what turned out to be a, a really good game in this one. Um, I didn't catch the whole thing, you know. I was I was Halloweening and whatnot. Um, but but Greg, did you did you catch most of this game, or, or what did you make of the performances that we had?
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't catch much of the game, but I did check out the highlights. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty good game. Uh, you you called it Jimmy G uh, first starts of the week. You know, during a Thursday, uh, they both performed. George Kittle also came through. Um, but uh, yeah, on the Cardinal side, it was just the complete opposite of what we thought was going to happen <laughs> um you know everyone in their mama bench Colin murray including me in three leagues like uh everyone i know all my friends saying Colin murray wasn't a good play but yeah he he came through uh 17 for 24 241 yards and two touchdowns uh got two of those both of those touchdowns were in deep passes so if you're in a league with some uh deep ball bonuses that was good for you and then Kenyon drake man uh 15 carries 110 and a touchdown oh man that's that's crazy right there. That's, uh, that's definitely the production you wanted from him and the toughest matchup you could have. Um, so it was just a surprise in that aspect there, uh, as well as Kyler Murray. Um, but then on the other side, the the running back matchup was, the running backs were, you know, a surprise too for the 49ers. You know, the uh, Tevin Coleman was in a prime spot here and he didn't get it going. Matt Burita Matt looked good, um, came in off uh, her ankle and looked way better than Tevin Coleman this game.
1: Yeah, so to get back to, I mean, uh, obviously, let's let's cover with what we we already knew was going to happen, or you know, George Kittle being your quarterback, your tight end start of the week. Yeah, uh, obviously, it's, it was Arizona; It had to go down that way. Um, and you know, we've been picking up George Kittle as our tight end start of the week hasn't hadn't really come through, uh, but this one right now, you know, he's the number one tight end as as of today. Uh, obviously, <laughs> he was only, you know one of only like a few tight ends to play. But sixteen point nine Fanduel points. That was uh, on six catches, seventy nine yards, and a, and a one touchdown. I was absolutely just, you know, George Kittle just being the man uh, amongst boys on that one. <clears throat> but his quarterback, um, who you like to refer as the most handsome, most handsome quarterback in the league, yes, sir, Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Yes, sir. Your bold prediction was three touchdowns, but he didn't give you that. He he didn't give you one. <laughs> he didn't give you two. He didn't give you three. My man Jimmy G gave you four.
0: four. Four times. Four
1: passing touchdowns. That was good enough for 28.88 FanDuel points, 28 uh, of 37 passing, 317 yards, and those four passing touchdowns like we talked about. Uh, you know, that's why I made him my QB stream of the week. You got me all hyped up with the George Kittle. Yeah. First time ever being a star of the week. So we had, had, to, had to go with the stack there for Thursday Night Football. Uh, but Kyler Murray, man, that was tough. I know. Uh, 17 to 24, 241, two touchdowns, like you said, but also added thirty-four rushing yards and a two-point conversion. That was good for 23.04 fan duel points. Um, you know, you know, we we were talking about it off the air. If if I I benched Kyler Murray too, if I had to make that decision ten times, I would bench him ten times. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> this team process over results over here. Um and the process said that you know the matchup wasn't necessarily uh wasn't necessarily great, and Kyler Murray uh, in previous two games, or you know, one game against a, in a bad matchup against New Orleans, he obviously didn't do well. And in the game before that, where you know it was a good game, uh, a you know supposed to be a decent spot against the Giants, um, he didn't really come through there. So uh, you know he he had QB twenty six in both of those spots against the Giants and and in, in New Orleans. So uh, you know going to San Fran where he hadn't where San Fran hadn't allowed. Um, a QB to finish higher than than QB 17, I think it was, that we talked about, oh, uh, the QB, where is it, sorry, San Francisco hadn't allowed anything higher than the QB uh, 10, which was, you know, garbage time with the Andy Dalton, but before that it was 23, so it was, I mean, you know, smart money said Kyler Murray wasn't going to have, you know, a big fancy day. But, you know, like we said, we wanted to see him play good football. And, he did, you know, he, yeah. He came out and he did that.
0: Yep, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, I think Jimmy G, you know, found his main target besides George Kittle. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, has emerged mm-hmm. now. Second straight game. Yeah. Uh, We talked about he, he. I think he's a solid wide receiver two now and that trusted of the trash it. So, yeah, I think this is what you're going to expect, some, some wide receiver two numbers from my man, Emmanuel man, Sanders.
1: Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, seven catches, 112 yards, one touchdown. Um, that's good for 20.7 FanDuel points. Um, so, you know, like we said, that was a great day for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I got to get back to Kenny Drake, man, because, you know, I said he was going to get 80 yards from scrimmage. My man Kenny Drake decided he was going to double that. He gave us 160 yards from scrimmage, he had <laughs> 110 yards rushing. Uh, did have the one rushing touchdown, also added 52 receiving yards on four catches and a two-point conversion. That was good for 26.2 FanDuel points. Balling. So uh, Ken, if you started Kenyon Drake, um, you took that leap of faith. I did in the league. I had to. I had no other choice. Um, you know, there was other a lo- another league where I had, you know, I'm a little richer at running back, so I, I benched him. But, um, you know, like I said, process over results, and, and you know, the, the process came through for me in this one. Um so what are we making of these performances going forward? You know, David Johnson, he's supposed to be coming back um, next week. That's the word. They re- You know, the Cardinals released Alfred Morris earlier today. Yep. So uh, he's not, he's not going to be back. And so what are you doing with this situation?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, could both of these guys, David Johnson coming in, and then, you know, Kane and Drake will be there. I think th- these guys could be uh, both RB2s. Uh, I think David Johnson, you know, can give you the, the low end. RB1 numbers maybe, but uh, he's been struggling this year with his injuries and everything like that. I think he's only had a couple of RB1 performances, um, but I think these guys can both be at least strong RB2s for you uh, going forward. If this Arizona offense picks up, they're not a bad offense. They they uh, are committed to you know uh, running a lot of high pace plays and getting a lot of high over nerds So I think these guys can both keep, be productive for you.
1: Yeah, I would like to hope so because um, you know when when the running backs are healthy in this in this offense, you know we haven't really seen it seen it be a two man backfield, um, so that'd be something that's interesting to watch. And I don't think Kenyon Drake is going to overtake David Johnson in this one. Um, you know, is it is this is this a situation where we kind of just want to play whoever's in this backfield? Because <laughs> you know we see we see David Johnson. Obviously, he was he was performing you know de- decent in this offense. Yep. Um, especially as a receiver. Yeah. Then we see Chase Edmonds come in and rip it up. Um, and then we see, you know, Kenny and Drake come in on, on four days of practice and, and uh, you know, come out with 160 uh, total yards from scrimmage. So is this something where we kind of have to keep an eye on this, this uh, just this backfield in general going forward?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so Chase Edmonds, you know, we know he'll be out for a little bit. Uh, so that clears up the situation as far as it's probably be a two-man show, uh, Kenny, Drake, and David Johnson. So I think I'll be – uh, comfortable starting David Johnson as your RB two, uh, and then Kenyon Drake as your your flex. Um, I think you're you're comfortable starting both those guys. Um, yeah, not going forward.
1: <clears throat> okay, yeah, I think I think I agree with that too. And then I think the biggest thing, um, I guess, fantasy owners on the Niner side want to talk about is is Tevin Coleman. Um, you know, are you panicking there? He you know he had 12 carries, so this is the second week where he didn't hit that that 18 carry mark that we previously talked about uh, in the in the first three games back. But, uh, you know, 12 carries, 23 yards rushing, did have two catches for 13 yards. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I, I read that he had a long touchdown run that was called back due to a hold. Um, and then he also had a uh, a potential 80-yard 80, 80 something screen pass that he could have taken to the house, um, but he dropped it. So... Maybe those are things to watch there, but what are you, are you concerned with with his outlook going forward?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not as uh concerned. Um, he's definitely you know, he's in a, a good offense, still committed to the run. I think he's a strong RB2 uh, as you know, going forward. I think he was that before the game. Uh, I think if you were able to sell really high on him uh, this week though, before this game, I think that was a pretty good tip on you. Um, especially if you know, you didn't have Matt Breida. Um, if you have both of them, though, yeah, I think um, you should be you shouldn't be panicking. I'm happy about Matt Breida's performance too, uh, knowing that he was banged up coming into the week. He ran so well uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely a strong flex always going forward.
1: Yeah, I I, I texted you um, before the game, and you know I heard from Pro Football Doc uh, Doctor David Chow, who I follow on Twitter. Um, pretty good follow if you want to catch up on injury news. But uh, Matt Breida. He said that it was a low ankle sprain, which is not as bad as the dreaded high ankle sprain. Right. So once I heard that, you know, I was I was happy that we were, you know, we were able to flex Brita uh, late last minute last night. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, I think that's a, that's all we got on this game. Yeah. I know Jimmy Dreed threw touchdowns to some guys that, uh, you, know, you know, Kendrick Bourne, one catch, one touchdown. Dante Pettis, one catch, one touchdown. Um you know, there was also some guys on the Arizona side, Keyshawn Johnson who've been talking about forever, but yep. finally decides to show up two Andy catches, twenty two yards, one touchdown. Yeah, Andy Isabella, one catch, eighty eight yards and yeah. a touchdown. So, um we're not running to pick any of these guys up, right?
0: No, we're not. I mean, these these two teams play again in two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes again.
1: Yes, that would definitely be interesting. Um, but now we got to move forward. Let's let's I guess let's get to the yep. jump right right into these matchups, and mm-hmm. we'll kind of hit the the news and the injuries as we go along. Um, all right, so first up on the docket, we have got this nine thirty game in London. We got the Houston Texans five and three traveling to London to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, London's adopted NFL team. The four and four Jacks Jacksonville Jaguars, led by quarterback with some swag and a mustache. Gardner Ooh. Minshew. This is a 46-point over-under. Houston, Texans are one-point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
0: Oh, man, I think this is one of the most popular Halloween costumes. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> uh, it, I love this man. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Texans in this one. I think they win this game in London. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans against the spread. I think it's a field goal game. Uh, and then I'm going to take the over. Uh, you know, it's uh, it should be a good, pretty good game here. AFC South game. Uh, both teams have been... Uh, you know, coming off two wins, uh, great wins, you know, for their teams. Um, yeah, Garnett Minshew, I'm looking at him. I think he balls out in this game. Uh, I think you're starting Fournette. Um, you're on the other side, Texans, you're starting Deshaun, starting D-Hop. Uh, you know, I think the what I'm keeping my eye on is this wide receiver situation for the Jaguars. D.D. Westbrook, uh, questionable all week. Um, didn't practice and then limited participant throughout the last week. So if he can't go... Then Chris Conley becomes a very hot play um, for your team, he, especially for DFS. I'm sure he's cheap too, so uh, I will keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah, I really like that Chris Conley pivot if D.D. Westbrook's out. Um, in terms of my picks, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Jags against the spread. I'm actually going to take the Jags to win this game, uh, obviously one-point spread. Um, <clears throat> the reason is that I know we talked about this a little bit off the air, but uh, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson, he's been on a roll right now. He's hot. But um, you know he obviously he he's a little banged up with the eye. You know he's still gonna play. Uh, he should be okay in that front. It shouldn't affect shouldn't affect him that much. Uh, but both of his tackles uh, are questionable for this game and, and are supposedly going to be game time decisions in this one. Um, so that gives me some pause. Obviously, you're going to start to Sean Watson. You're not going to bench him. But um, you know that. Right there, we already know Deshaun Watson's already one of the highest pressured quarterbacks in the league, and he's going against this Jacksonville defense that gets a ton of pressure. So I think that makes a that's a recipe for um, a potential letdown game here from Deshaun. But um, obviously, you start him up as you as you always would, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, like you said, Gardner Minshew. I think this is a great spot for him. Um, this Houston pass defense, like we said, it hasn't really been been all that great um, in the in the last. In the last three weeks, they've well they've dropped to four. They've actually they've climbed to fourteen in terms of efficiency. Where they were they were at eighteen, so supposedly got a little bit better. But um you know they've got a matchup coming up against this Houston or against this Jacksonville Jaguars passing offense, which has you know gotten much better obviously. But then also when you consider the fact that. Um, you consider the fact that there's no J.J. Watt in this Houston Texans defense and they've got to travel out to London and try to, and try to uh, you know, put this defense back together. Uh, so, yeah, I'm curious to see. Uh, and is there anyone else that you might be interested in playing in this game? I know Kenny still has let people down last week, but um, is he somebody that you might be interested in playing?
0: Uh, yeah, maybe as a, a low-end flex. Um, I'm not too, too high on him. Yeah, he... he... Did have a great spot last week and didn't do really anything with it. So uh, I would uh, just mostly yeah, d hop. I think. I think maybe they get the running backs. I like Carlos Hyde, um, but yeah, I'm not uh, hype on Kenny Stills just yet until he shows me something.
1: Yeah, no, I I understand that, but at the same time, Kenny Stills he he was showing us stuff all year. Um, you know, obviously since his first game with the Texans. Yeah. I mean, then you look what he did the week before. So he has shown it to us. It's been there obviously he let he let us down in a, in a big spot where people were counting on him um so you know for dfs perspective that makes him a nice little play there too cuz mm-hmm. you, you know if you're playing in a tournament it's low own percentage um or low ownership percentage but I, i'm not afraid to fire up Kenny still is it, you know it's the same the same pause i had last week when i fired him up you know it's you know his targets are a little bit more volatile they're deeper down the field so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna live. I kind of have to live with that when I put him in my lineup. Yeah, I just I, but if I just, you need some boom.
0: Yeah, I just need the, the. I guess the target number is not there for me. I mean, he's only had five, and you know, oh, well, he's only had mm-hmm. ten in the last two games, so five each. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would, I would like that to go up maybe a little more, especially now that we'll pull us out.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. What about the tight ends? Um, you know, Darren Fells, uh, Jordan Akins, obviously. Uh, that's been a, to- a topic of discussion. Darren Fells came through again last week mm-hmm. um, with a touchdown. Did he have two touchdowns last he did, week? He or did. Was it just the yeah two two touchdowns last week? Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, is the, is, is Darren Fells somebody you're looking to start this week?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he's a good streamable option. Um, you know, Chris Herndon still hurt. A lot of teams on by. I think you still you know keep, get it, uh, Chris Herndon. The Jacksonville's just okay against the Titans. Not too bad. Not too great. So. I think he's a serviceable streaming option for you.
1: Yeah, I agree with there too. Dar- uh, Darren Fells—he's in a you know a decent spot, like you said, Jacksonville. Um, they're middle of the pack against the tight end position. Um, and, you know, a game that uh, should be a little bit back and forth. It's you know kind of close. Obviously, we see how he's used around the red zone as well. So, you know, I think this is a potential good spot for him. And it, you know, if you just look at the last you know three weeks, you know, to New Orleans, they gave up the tight end ten. Um, Cincinnati, who, you know, Tyler Eifert and CJ Uzama hadn't really been used until the week, until week eight. But, um, you know, they did tight end 23. But then last week they played the Jets and they, you know, they gave up the tight end too. So this could be a nice little spot for them, especially because, you know, you know, the the loss of Jalen Ramsey. So, um, you know, how that affects the secondary people shifting around and things like that. So, uh, maybe this this could be a nice spot for Darren Fells. So, um, all right, is there anything else you want to add on this game? I know you said you like the the Texans' run game in this one. I, I agree. With, I agree with you there too. Um, Leonard Fournette, obviously. By the way, uh, revenge game, revenge game for Carlos Hyde. I don't know if it really oh, matters because he was on the Jags for like six weeks.
0: <laughs> no, oh, no.
1: Sorry, he was on Cleveland and they sent him to the Jags. Oh right, yeah, right, right. Still about like eight weeks or whatever. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah no. Nah, all right nah, no nah, the- you can move on to the next game yeah
1: all right so we've got next we've got the Chicago Bears three and four Chicago Bears traveling to Philadelphia at 1 p.m. to take on the four and four Philadelphia Eagles this is a forty two point over under the Eagles are five point favorites Greg what do you got
0: in this game I have the Eagles winning the game I have the Eagles uh, uh sorry I have the Bears covering so I think it's a field goal game I think they play tough and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, for this game, you know, I'm uh, mostly Philly's coming off a great win on the road against the Bills. I think they carry that momentum. I think they keep it going, uh, win this game. Uh, D-Jax, uh I think he's expected to play. I'm not sure what his status is, uh, honestly. But uh, if he's playing, I think that's a huge boost for Carson Wentz in this offense, like we talked about it already early in the week. Uh, and then on the Bears side, I do like the spot a lot for Allen Robinson. The Eagles are pretty good against the run. So but David Governor is coming off his best game. So I think you still have to start him up um and hopefully he gets involved in the passing game. Um and uh maybe Tariq Cohen has a little like flex uh value here because, you know, they'll probably have to start running throwing into the running backs a little more. So but yeah, I think the Eagles take this game here.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the Eagles take this game as well. Uh, I'm gonna actually I have them covering the spread though. I uh, I think the the uh the Eagles are starting to get hot. You know, they're doing their, their thing where uh, they are starting to get hot. This, this one's at home. Um, so I, I, think they start to roll, uh, this bears defense, like we said, is one that you want to attack on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jordan Howard, who in an actual revenge game. Um, oh yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Against the Chicago. Yeah. This is a, this is a really big spot for Jordan Howard. Um, you know, against these Chicago bears who, you know, basically just let him go for nothing. Um, and he, you know, he's leading this backfield, um, so I expect him to have, you know, a, a very good day in this one as well, and then, um, you know, like you said, Deshaun Jackson potentially be coming back, so that's something to watch. I don't know if, if I really want to play him, though, in his first game back, because uh, it is an abdominal injury, and it is something that he could potentially re-injure. So I would I would kind of wait and see, but obviously some people may they might need they might need them in their lineups. They might need some yeah, juice. So I mean, what are you going to do something. there,
0: Greg? I, I think I think I would roll them out there. I think um, yeah. I think it's been a while. They they're going to play him fully healthy. Um, yeah, abdomen mm-hmm. is a is a tough injury. Um, it's, you know, huge muscle. You you know, anything could tweak it. But I, I think you roll them out there. Um, I think he can get get a chance to get uh, at least yards per target will be up there. Um, and Carson Wentz will be not afraid to throw, it, especially at home.
1: And then, I guess, what are you doing with the uh, with Miles Sanders? You know, he's he's expected to play. He was upgraded to uh, per- well, he, he was actually practice. So that was an upgrade. That was the upgrade for him. Um, is this is he somebody that you're, um, you know, potentially looking to roll out there as a flex play?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. If, if Jordan Howard, you know, he's in a great spot because of uh, the Bears' rush defense hasn't been that good. But I think Miles Sanders. Uh, even with the low volume, I think he think he gets closer to to the ten touch mark here, uh, and you know he can possibly get into the end zone, which he's been doing this year, uh, especially in the last couple games. Um, I think he you know can be produ- produ- uh, you know productive here.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see if Deshaun Jackson affects his targets in the right. past game. That's true. Um, so I, that's something I do want to see. But you know, I, I, if I had, if I you know. If by weeks are killing me. I, I would start him. Yeah. I just um, think
0: the Eagles offense does, a, you know, they turn up a little bit here. I think they, you yeah, know, you said it, they're starting to roll.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Most definitely. What about the tight end position? Obviously, Zach Ertz, he's been struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do there? Is he somebody that you might be looking to potentially? Would you rather stream than than uh, than play Zach Ertz every week?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he could have been one of those guys that we would have talked about as a sell candidate because um, you know he could still could have got something back. Uh, and then, but before, because
1: before you answer that question, let me just roll off his finishes for you. Right, Zach Ertz is currently the tight end seven. Um, you know, week one seventeen, week two six, three thirteen, four fourteen, five four. Six nineteen, seven twenty one, and eight twenty seven. So basically, the last three weeks, if you played a tight end off the waiver wire, you probably had a better shot of getting right. a top twelve and tight end. Including than Dallas you, than Goddard. You were at <laughs>
0: yeah, if All you play, including d- Dallas yeah.
1: Goddard. So, um,
0: uh, yeah, um, Bears. Yeah, Dallas yeah.
1: Goddard the last three weeks thirteen six eleven.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, I think I, I honestly think this that trend might continue this week. Uh, I, I think you you can start Dallas Goddard. Uh, I I don't. It's hard for me to say benching Zach Ertz uh, yet. So uh, it's hard. It's a it's a hard spot for him. I think you you know.
1: No, I, I I'm with you, man. You got to yeah. start him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because you know you 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 know, like you you drafted him in the in the second or third round or wherever it was that you did. And but you know you have I think you have to start him. Um, yeah. He's too good of a player, you know. You know, we do this so so many times in, in season long, but um, I, I'm gonna ride Zach Ertz, and then if at the end of the season or you know come playoff time, you know there's better options because I'll have less competition for streamers and things like that. Then I'll do that, but um, you got to reassess the situation as it is. And Zach Ertz is still on this team; he's still on the field. Um, he's just not seeing in the targets, and so. Um, Hopefully that shifts back, but anything else we want to add on this game or, you know, I know you said Allen Robinson is in play here, but uh, does that mean, you know, against this Philadelphia pass defense that Mr. Trubisky might also be in play?
0: Uh, yeah, I think, you know, he gets you know, uh, to that 250 yard mark, um, maybe a couple touchdowns. So, uh, you know, maybe a streamable quarterback, I think not, not too crazy. Uh, I think he gets maybe around that like 18, 19 point mark.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be afraid to start Mitch Trubisky. I know, you know, obviously the name and how bad he's been, and you know, and all those things. But yeah. This is a good matchup. They're five-point dogs, so yeah. You know, they're going to have to be coming back, and this Philadelphia run defense. You know, on the season they've been they've been really good. So um, you're not going to be able to to do that. Plus, especially this this Bears offense. You know, in neutral in one-score games, they, they're throwing the ball sixty percent of the time. So. um yeah, I think that that makes Mitch Trubisky streamable. Yeah, especially with
0: four teams on the bye this week. Um, there's a lot of yeah. Gotta gotta get out there and get those options.
1: All right, let's move forward. Um, we've got the five and two Indianapolis Colts traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the three and four Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a forty two and a half point over under. Pittsburgh Steelers are four and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
0: In this game, uh, even with the late news about Ty, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Uh, on the road, I have them against the spread as well. And I'm going to take I'm gonna take the under, though, in this game. Uh, you know, as far as these two defenses and been uh, playing pretty decent of late, especially the Steelers defense. Um, but I think the Colts figure it out. I think they're a winning team. They figure out how to get it done uh, through the ground. And um, hopefully Jacoby Percet, you know, gets them down the field. I think it's one of those Adam Venteri games, just like last week, gets it done with a field goal at the end. Uh, in this game, yeah, T.Y. Hilton's out. Uh, you know, just a, a late designation for him uh, didn't show up on the field today, so that's a tough loss for them. So I think the the Colts you know, lean on the run a little more. Uh, Marlon Mack, so I think he's in a good spot here. Uh, also, I think they they lean on their tight ends a little bit, so Eric Ebron uh, might be in play. Um, yeah, and then on the Steelers' side, um, yeah, Deontay Johnson, Juju. I think as far as Mason Mason Rudolph is healthy, I think you both those guys are. are uh, Deontay Johnson being a flex play and Juju being you know wide receiver two play, uh, and then James Conner you know I don't know man I don't think he's gonna play. Hell, so if, Jay, if he's not, him yeah, good. Yeah, Jaden Samuels, start him up.
1: Yeah, I, so I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna take the Colts to win this game. Um, it's just this game, just it just like uh, there's a lot of, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of fancy points in this game to yeah. be honest, man. Yeah. Um, you know you got Marlon Mack going against this tough Pittsburgh. Run defense, you know. Given, you know, granted the the Colts are, are one of the, one of the top running offenses in football, um, but it's just gonna be tough because this Pittsburgh defense, especially uh, the last three weeks, they've been they've been really good. They're number one in terms of efficiency, uh, in in terms of run defense. So, uh, you know, like you said, T.Y. Hilton being out, I think that's gonna limit what this Colts offense is gonna be able to do. Um, and then you know I'm, I know you said this, the receivers you want to start them I I mean I'm tempering expectations mm-hmm. um, I know last week uh, you know they were they played really well but they played the Dolphins they played the Dolphins yeah <laughs> so you kind of we kind of have to you know put that in context uh, this Indianapolis Colts team we kind of just have to remember what they've done as a def- as a pass defense all year um, they've shut out Pat Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs they were able to shut out. Um, You know, wow. I'm I'm drawing a blank. I forgot who they played before uh, after that. But they were on a stretch, uh, and in terms of defensive efficiency, they're 11th on the season in terms of pass defense. But the last three weeks alone, they're they're seventh in the league in terms of pass defense efficiency. Mm -hmm. So, I would temper expectations. Maybe Juju, I would play Deontay Johnson. I play as a as a as a flex with some upside. Yeah. Um. But I'm not gonna expect a lot from them. Not yeah. You know, maybe not gonna.
0: Definitely going to be the under Gen in this game. In my lineups. Yeah,
1: yeah. You said you're definitely taking the under, but yeah. yeah, like you said, Jalen Samuels. I think this is a good spot just from just from a, a volume standpoint. You know, the the matchup, um, the matchups actually halfway decent for him, um, and he, I think that he's in a you know in a position where he you know no Benny Snell, no James Connor, um, Trey Edmonds is the backup, and you know this we've already seen this this offense run through one one player or one back before. So I, I don't see how that's any different here with Jalen Samuel. So I would start him with some confidence as well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: All right, moving forward, we've got the 6-2 and two Minnesota Vikings traveling to Arrowhead to take on the 5-3 and three Kansas City Chiefs. If I'm not mistaken, um, FanDuel Sportsbook hadn't even put the – they haven't put the total out on this game yet. They they have a total for this yeah, game no. Yet? I
0: was looking. I'm like, where's the total? Where's the spread? Where's all that? Like, I knew seems I was like bugging out. The,
1: <laughs> yeah, no. The, it seems like they're waiting on the Pat Mahomes news if he's gonna play or not, because um, that that definitely would impact the total here. Facts. Um, my under from my understanding, of, uh, everything I've been reading online and you know internet social media is that Pat Mahomes isn't gonna play. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to Adam Lefko's podcast, and he was saying that. Uh, Pat Mahomes wants to play, and he's he feels like he's ready, but um, the team is like, "Hey, Pat, like settle down, (laughs) yeah, you're not playing." (laughs) So, um, so it's, yeah, Patty. So he's not gonna play. uh, So we don't have the total on that, but the spread is two and a half points in the Minnesota Vikings favor. Um, Do you have? I I guess you know what's your what's your pick there? Uh, You're not gonna.
0: I'm uh, you know, so I uh, yeah, I don't think Pat Mahomes is gonna play. So I'm going to take the Vikings uh on the road. Um and then yeah, as far as the game going, Dalvin Cook, awesome spot here. Think he's gonna oh, eat. Guess what? What's up?
1: I was so I was like I was gonna handicap it. I was like, yo, I think I could handicap this line and I was gonna put it at forty seven and a half. Yeah. But I went and checked he's 48 online and fit fa- is 48 and a half
0: now, Yo, so. yeah yeah yep there you go there you go all right man. so my hey, handicap is, is not
1: as <laughs> almost almost as accurate as i thought so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah that, i think Dalvin cook's in a good spot here um i think these receivers the stefan dixie has been hot he's been rolling lately um we have to also keep an eye on adam Thielen's status uh i'm not sure if he's still good to go yet um but if not yeah, – I think Steph- he might be. Yeah, I think he's good to go.
1: I, I mean, they said that he could have gone last week, but obviously they were playing on Thursday Night Football. They right. don't want to risk it. Right, right, So, I, I mean, I think I think he's going to be able to go, but obviously have contingency plans ready. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, definitely Stefan Diggs is in play for sure. Uh, on the Chiefs side, uh, you know, I definitely like the Tyreek Hill, your usual starters, Travis Kelsey. Um, I'm, I, would, would, I would avoid these running backs uh, right now. I'm not really sure you know, who, who, who's going to really produce as far as uh, Shady McCoy or Damian Williams. Um, so I would uh, avoid that a little bit more, but I would focus more on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, really. Uh, I think Matt Moore may be a, a possible streamable option here as well. Uh, I had to pick him up because I benched Kyler Murray in a 16-team league, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm starting Matt Moore. I think he gets you know a safe floor. Uh, for a quarterback he won't lose you your fantasy matchup. He won't win you it like drastically but he won't yeah. It, I think he's in a, a decent spot here.
1: Yeah, so wait are you gonna take the with this 40 and a half point over under are you gonna take the over or the under?
0: Uh I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, okay, I like take that. The back
1: I'm gonna take the over as well. I'm actually gonna go with the Chiefs against the spread. I'm gonna pick in the Chiefs to win. Um it's I just I, I don't know, man. I just got to, I figure Andy Reid has to get this thing turned around at some point. Yeah,
0: they played a good, great game. Obviously, it was just Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they,
1: you know, they played a really good game against Aaron Rodgers, but the NFL doesn't let you beat the Packers this year, so, um, you know, it was, you know, all for nothing. But I think they're going to be able to do it this week. They'll be able to get a win. Uh, You touched on it, Matt Moore. You like him in this spot. Um, I, I picked him as a, as an honorable mention stream of the week last week. He is very much in stream consideration this week as well. Um, you know this Minnesota Vikings pass defense. You know it is it is scary uh, on you know just because we're programmed to think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the pass defense efficiency, you know we kind of been touching on it the last few weeks. That this Minnesota defense was one that we could target, um, and you know they're t- they're twenty fourth on the season in pass defense efficiency. The last three weeks they've dropped the twenty ninth in terms of pass defense efficiency according to SharpFootballStats.com, dot com. So. Um, I think that this is a nice spot. You know, Carson Wentz finishes the QB 9. Matt Stafford is the QB 2. Uh, Case Keenum was on his way to a halfway decent day uh, until he was concussed. Um, and, you know, Washington and Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum combined and finishes the QB 29. But I think this is, you know, obviously Andy Reid. Really good uh, play designer, offensive play caller. I think he puts Matt Moore in a spot to be able to be fancy viable. And the other thing I want to talk about is Tyreek Hill. uh, Because I know we label him as this player that has this crazy boomer bust upside. But Tyreek Hill has been really solid um, every week. Uh, If you look at it from the time he came back, you know, obviously he he was injured. He was injured, uh, you know, week one very early in that game. But if you look at the time that he's been back, he finishes the wide receiver three, the wide receiver 12, and then the wide receiver 27 last week. But he's got double digits in all three of those games. So, um, it's in the, in, you know, obviously the, the last two and a half games or the last two games were without Patrick Mahomes. So I think Tyreek Hill, uh, we, he's somebody that we can start with confidence this week as well.
0: still Robert Woods' talents, yo. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that though for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we saw we saw Xavier Rhodes struggle with uh, Terry with Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. scary Terry. Uh, yeah, this is struggle would be an understatement when it comes to Xavier Rhodes and uh, and Tyreek Hill.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: bye bye. <laughs> all right, let's move forward. The uh, matchup that you know I'm not really all that interested in at all. Uh, the one in six New York Jets traveling <laughs> to Miami to take on the 0 and seven Miami Dolphins. This is a forty-two and a half point over/under. Uh, the Jets are three-point favorites. Greg, what do you got? All
0: right, man. So I'm gonna take over the the Jets. Uh, oh wait, fan the Jets are now three
1: and a half point favorites. All sorry.
0: right, Yeah, I'm gonna hold it down for the Jets fan club this week. You know, I'm gonna take Jets <laughs> in this game. Yeah, I got the Jets covering the spread too, and I'm gonna take the under. You know, I still think you know these two two bad teams, so they it's gonna be maybe a little struggle to score. So I'm gonna take the under. But, uh, yeah, I think the Jets get it done uh, out on the road. They got, uh, you know, Sam Darnold in a good spot. Yeah. All the matchups are good for all these skilled players for the Jets, um, especially Le'Veon, who I think he'll actually come through for you. Um, and on the Dolphins side, you know, Mark Walton in a good spot. Preston Williams in a good spot. You know, these two guys, I think if you're in need of help as far as wide receivers, maybe Preston Williams is for, good for you. Um, if you're in help for running backs uh, as far as depth issues and everything, Mark Walton is also a good play, I think, as well. Uh, and oh, even Devontae Parker in the last couple games, he has been coming through uh, in each game. So I think both Preston and Devontae can uh, be, you know, serviceable flex uh, and possibly get you the touchdown upside, especially Devontae Parker. Um, but, yeah, yo, go go Jets, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um. All right. So I understand. I was very pessimistic on when we recorded our last episode, um, and so I, I'm back. I've I've had time to digest and really soak everything in. So I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Jets against the spread. I'm gonna take the Jets to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I I I my only my only problems with this team uh, are really about. Uh, the past the pass rush or the 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 de- the offense's inability to be able to block a pass rush i know i sent you i know i like i know you like the nba so i i, I found an nba uh, nfl oh yeah the joel and b meme yeah <laughs> that's good uh yeah it was basically a three man rush against the jets offensive line and the jets offensive line uh is just going to flop like like joel and b did um so anyway, but this Miami, this Miami defense, okay. And and this Miami defense in terms of pressure and of pressure applied to opposing offenses, they're 28th, 32nd, 31st. Sorry, they're 29th in terms of uh in terms of pressure uh given up to opposing offenses. So the Jets shouldn't face much pressure in this game. Uh so I, I think Stan Darnold is streamable in this matchup. Mm-hmm. The Miami Defense has allowed every quarterback to go over their their season total, their season average. Um, so I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect any different here, especially when you consider the fact that they're missing Xavier Howard. They're also missing um, they're also missing their safety Rashad Jones. And then you could also consider the fact that Miami uh, gives up the deep ball at an extremely high rate. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold is second in the league, uh, only to Matt Stafford in terms of of. Uh, in terms of deep ball percentage Hmm. in terms of balls that are traveling 15 or more yards down the field. Uh, And then you got Robbie Anderson on obviously on the outside, who's his deep threat, his number one target, um, in this spot against this Miami defense, so I think they're all in play. Like you said, Lev Bell also in play. But on the Miami side, um, I know we were talking about it before, Greg. I don't, I can't tell you who's starting an inside linebacker. Like I don't know the names <laughs> for the guys starting an inside linebacker for the Jets. That's a problem. So yeah, Mark bro. Walton, I think, is definitely in play. Um, you know this run defense struggles immensely. With it's been you know it's been struggling, especially without C.J. Mosley. Uh, they just traded away Leonard Williams, which obviously I think is is fine. But he's he's um you know been he's been helping them out in the run game. Obviously he's a good player in in the run. A lot of his lack of production came in the past, So. Um, you know they're a little bit a little bit weaker there, so I think Mark Walton is a, a really nice spot where he, he gives you you know ten to twelve points this week as a potential flex play. Need that, and then I agree with your assessment on the receivers too. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else you w- want to touch on this game? Oh, guys. By the way, Ryan Griffin. I mean, we we've been waiting for Chris Herndon. I've been doing it too, but like in that time, Ryan Griffin's been producing. Um. You know, Sam Darnold's actually hitting him, so. I think that he's somebody that we can that we can start playing
0: now. Yeah, I agree. Especially I agree. In, a, in
1: a especially in a matchup against Miami too. So, um, you know, that's that's something to keep an eye on going forward. But I think that's all we got to cover on a, a game with a combined one win, right?
0: Yeah, one win. Uh, <laughs> this might be the number one pick bowl right now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. <laughs>
1: Woo! Yeah, love it Alright, let's move forward We've got the 4-4 four four Tennessee Titans Traveling to Carolina to take on the 4-3 Christian McCaffrey's I mean Carolina Panthers um, This is a 41.5 <laughs> point over-under The Carolina Panthers are 6.5 point favorites Greg, what do you got?
0: Yeah, the Carolina CMCs You already know uh, But, yeah, I'm taking the, the Titans in this Oh,
1: game. I thought the I thought the, I said C Panthers I thought that stood for Christian
0: Oh, word, word. yeah, yeah, yeah Nah, nah, nah yeah. <laughs> It should, though. It really should. <laughs> I'm going to take the, tech, the Titans in this game. I'm going to take the Titans to cover it. Well, obviously, uh, to cover the spread because I haven't winning the game. Uh, I'm going to take the under in this game, again, because it's the Titans, even though they did come through and had a little shootout with the Bucks last week. Um, I'm going to need to see a little more. I, I, be- I believe in Ryan Tannehill, though. I think he's doing a really good job uh, as a streamable quarterback for you if you've been playing him the last couple of weeks. He's been awesome. Um, filling in for, well, taking over from Marcus Mariota. Uh, and I think this might be a permanent move for this season. Um, but yeah, I like Titans. I uh, think CMC, of course, starting him up. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he's questionable going into the game, a true questionable. So uh, keep an eye on that. But if he can't go, CJ can Moore uh, has got it in a good spot. Um, this Titans defense is pretty solid, but they are vulnerable. They did let up Mike Evans, destroy them last week. So uh, it's usually one or the other, though. If DJ Moore is uh, going to do well, Curtis Samuel might not, or if vice versa. Um, so, yeah, I uh, think that's for the Panther side. For the Titans side, um, you know, Derek Henry started him up. Um, as far as receivers, uh, these, you know, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, I'm not too high on either of them, even though the Panther secondary is vulnerable. But, uh, you know, Jonah Smith, I think, is more in play, if anything.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to take the under here. I agree with you on the Titans being able to cover the spread, but I'm still going to take the Panthers to win. Um, For me, it comes down to uh, Chris McCaffrey, and that's about really it. Yeah, Um, I think that obviously we've seen what he's been able to do. Um, Yeah, right. Uh, He's going to put this team on his back. Uh, So I think that 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 continues. Uh, Curtis Samuel being banged up. Uh, I think Greg Olsen is in a really good spot here. Um, This is a Titans – Defense that we wanted to attack last week with with Cameron Brait, mm-hmm. um, but now I think that we can definitely attack it this week with Greg Olson. We know that he's going to get targets, and this Titans defense gives up the seventh most fantasy points to the tight end position. So I think that Greg Olson is definitely in play here. And then as and then um, you know in terms of receivers, I like what you were saying um, about DJ Moore. I think this is a a very good spot for him. Yeah, I think that he's you know DJ Moore is the kind of receiver. Where it you know he just needs uh, short area targets. Uh, he's all about the yak. So um, I don't really think that there's gonna be a situation where you know he kind of gets shut down. I think they're gonna be able to manufacture some touches for him, uh, hopefully. But um, I think yeah, Derrick Henry. Obviously, you know the the story there is you're hoping for some volume. Um, this Carolina Panthers run defense though. Uh, has been has been halfway decent the last 3 weeks um you know but they did get tore up by the San Francisco 49ers so you want to see if that's something that continues actually um they've been oh no that that was the wide receiver position so yeah so they actually well this Carolina Panthers defense actually is giving up the nine most fantasy points through the running back position so uh, Derrick Henry. You know, maybe he's in a he's in a, a better thought than I original a better spot than I originally thought. So, is that is that what you were kind of hinting at when you said Derrick Henry's in play here?
0: Uh, yeah, I think um they're def- the Panthers are better against the pass than the run. So, um if the Titans are gonna you know move the ball a little more, I think they they use the run a little more. Even though they do have Ryan Tannehill, I think uh if they do it's, yeah, one more morning running the ball and then Johnu Smith.
1: Yeah, I uh, Tannehill has finished his QB. He finished as QB eleven last week. QB thirteen the week before that. Yep. Um, so you know, I, I know the the passing game. You know, we're some, we're somewhat interested in that. But AJ Brown seems like Tajay Sharp is playing more snaps than him. So is that somebody? You know, I know we're not we're not looking to go there, right?
0: Uh, yeah, AJ Brown. I'm not, yeah, I'm not too excited. I probably need to see a little more from Tajay Sharp. Uh, I remember being on him when he first came into the league. He, he's definitely talented. Uh, I think I still need to see a little more, though. Um, maybe the only person I consider, maybe Corey Davis, as a low-end flex this week.
1: Yeah, I just I, – yeah, well, I wasn't trying to say to play Tajay Sharp. I was just pointing oh. out that Tajay Sharp plays more – is playing more snaps than than A.J. Brown lately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'm I'm not interested in, in Tajay Sharp. Um you know, Dynasty. <laughs> I fell for that. I fell for that one too a while ago. But um, all right, I don't have anything else on that game. Um, is there? Do you have anything else? We should just move forward. Yeah, no,
0: I'm ready to move forward.
1: All right. So next up, we've got the one and seven Washington Redskins traveling to Buffalo to take on the five and two Buffalo Bills. The Bills are ten and a half point favorites. This is a thirty six point over under. Greg, what do you got?
0: Oh, man, I'm going to take the uh, Bills in this game. Bills at home against the Redskins. I think they get it done. I am got them covering the spread as well. And this over-under, it's so low, but I'm going to still take the under in this game. I just can't see the Redskins scoring the ball. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is looking like he's going to get the start. Uh, this is a tough first start for him on the road in Buffalo. Uh, the Eagles that did come through and, and get it done against the Bills, but I think the Bills respond here. Uh, and, and lock it down. I just feel like it'll be one of those like twenty-one-seven games. Uh, Josh Allen, he's in a good spot here. Uh, I think he's a great streamable option for you. Um, and John Brown, I also think he's in a very good spot here as well. Uh, Devin Singletary as well, he's in a great spot. I think all these skill players for the the Browns are. I mean, the the Bills are pretty good. Even Cole Beasley, getting a high target number throughout the year. Uh it's, it got is a very safe uh, flex option for you um, on the Redskins side. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, his first start, so I'm not very high on anybody except maybe AP. Uh, I think AP's been giving you solid numbers of late. I think he's also a nice little safe flex option for you. Uh, and then, you know, Scary Terry. Um, yeah, also, I think he's been more downgraded to a flex option at this point um, still so we see Dwayne Haskins really be able to throw the ball at any capacity. <laughs> yeah,
1: hopefully. I mean, so actually... I think me, you and I we kind of see this game differently. I'm actually going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Redskins against the spread. I am going to take the Bills to win this game. Um, I obviously I felt a much I felt much better about this game with Case Keenum playing, um, but Dwayne Haskins playing. I think that we see may hopefully maybe you know obviously he was prepared to be the starter this week uh, with practice and it wasn't just he was thrown into a game and what was That's supposed true. to be a tough matchup. Uh, so hopefully that that changes. But this Buffalo defense, uh, I know it's been one that has been has been really good. But the last three weeks, they haven't been that good um, in terms of in terms of defensive efficiency. Uh, and past defense efficiency is according to sharp football They've been 24th the last three weeks. And then in run defense efficiency, they've been 21st in the last three weeks. Um, so, you know, I do like AP in this spot. Uh, I, th- I think that. AP's in a in a really nice spot against this Buffalo defense that last week gave up a combined gave up the third most fantasy points to the running back position, and the week before that they gave up the tenth most fantasy points to the running back position. Uh, so I, I do like AP in this spot, especially that the the last three weeks Buffalo's or the the Redskins are running the ball forty five percent or fifty five percent of the time um, in in one score games. So I I do expect them to cover the spread in this one. So I do think that makes AP viable Uh, on the Washington or on the Buffalo side going uh, going up against Washington. I still do think that you can you obviously start Josh Allen in this one. Uh, Frank Gore uh, they are projected to win by 10.5 points. Uh, And Frank Gore's actually got he he should have some touchdown regression coming too as well. Uh, He's one of the the running backs in the league that's tops in terms of uh, carries inside the five. Uh, and and the rushing touchdowns just haven't really haven't really added up to that total. So I think there's some positive regression coming. So maybe he gets in the end zone in this one. And then uh, Devin Singletary, um, if we look at his his actual his um, his snaps since he returned from from injury, uh, his snap percentage isn't still isn't that still isn't that high. Uh, Frank Gore, he averaged or he's averaging 74 75 percent of the snaps. I think. Um, and then Devin Singletary where he's mostly been used in the last couple weeks is in the past game. And so, you know, if they are winning and they're not trying to come back, then Devin Singletary, maybe he's not as involved as we might want him to be. Right. Um, so it's just something to note there. So yeah. Um, second but, game
0: back from injury. I think maybe just gets a little more momentum here. Hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope spot. so for sure. Yeah.
1: Hope so for sure. Um, yeah, and I agree with your assessment on Scary Terry, man. I'm I'm really scared, uh, Dwayne <laughs> Haskins. Um, it's it's not something I'm I'm excited to do. Hopefully, you could maybe trade him, uh, try to try to stack him, try to package him up and trade him. Um, you know, before your opponents realize that the the effect that Dwayne Haskins could potentially have on on Terry's outlook. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add on this game, or or that's it?
0: Uh, no, I think keep on rolling. Let's go.
1: All right, let's do it, man. So we got the three, three and one Detroit Lions traveling to Oakland to take on the three and four Oakland oh, Raiders. Yeah. This is a 50-and-a-half oh, yeah. point over under. The Raiders are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you
0: got? Uh, I'm gonna take the Lions on the road here. I think they're a pretty good team still. They got robbed once against the Packers. They got the dub against the Giants last week. Um, three, three and one. They played the Chiefs tough, so I'm gonna got I got them winning this game. Got them covering the spread, obviously, and I'm taking over in this game. This is going to be a shootout. Start all your players. Matt Stafford, carry on. Oh, not carry on anymore. Oh, man. Dag, I'm hurt. Oh, so Kenny Galladay. (laughs) (laughs) Starting him up. Marvin Jones, I think, you know, he did disappoint last week off that four-touchdown performance, but I think he may have some uh, flex value here. Um, And on the Raiders side, Derek Carr. Start them up. Josh Jacobson, a great spot here as well. Uh, Tyra Williams, great spot. (coughs) Uh, Darren Waller, uh, all these guys. Start them up.
1: So I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Raiders against the spread. I'm going to take the Raiders to win. Um, Yeah, I mean, you said this Lions team is pretty good. I think this Raiders team is really good too. Um, Obviously, we saw them go toe-to-toe last week with the Texans. We saw them go toe-to-toe the week before that with the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Well, not really toe to toe, but there was, there was, they were, they were throwing haymakers too. They got some punches in there, yeah. Um, that's so why Green Bay had to go out there, and you know Aaron Rodgers had to score six touchdowns. But they were in that game more than the score suggests. Um, and then this Raiders pass offense, you know, Derek Carr, he was he was a stream of the week last week for me, but uh, you know, this pass offense the last three weeks, they're, they're third in pass efficiency. Uh, so I, I expect that to especially going against the the twenty second. Uh, pass defense in terms of pass efficiency, and the lines are actually banged up in the secondary. Um, Darius Slay, who's he's he's out with the hamstring, and they also traded safety Quandre Diggs to the Seahawks earlier in the year, so they're affected there. And then um, in their run, in the run, their run offense has obviously been negatively impacted by the by the loss of of carry on. Um But then their run defense has also been really bad just all has, season. Yeah. So. Josh Jacobs is in a really nice spot here as well, uh, going against this uh, this Lions run defense, which is ranked twenty eight in rush defense efficiency over the last three weeks. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm expecting a shootout like you are as well. So, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams on the on the Oakland side, um, and then like you said, Kenny G um, and Kenny G and Marvin Jones are definitely in play. Danny Amendola has also been oh yeah definitely. he's been hot lately as about well. That, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um. Somebody that's definitely in flex consideration, especially given the uh, the situations going on with the bye weeks. Um, but what about Hunter Renfro on the other side? Is he somebody? Is he somebody you might be interested? You know, got on the board with a touchdown last week.
0: Yeah, I think he. I think he's getting a little more uh, momentum here. I picked him up my sixteen team league. Um, I think you know he is a guy that could be a stash and maybe guy come and play. Tyra Williams is back, but yeah, it didn't affect him last week. But uh, I, you know, I think he he can um, you know. Low end flex, but I'm going to see a little more from him, maybe star him. Um, but he is in a high over-under game, so maybe it's a good spot for him as, as far as the DFS play.
1: Yeah, Hunter Renfro, I think, I mean, he's somebody that I've been trying to bang the table for. But like you said, you know, we might need to see more from him. His snaps are going up. Um, you know, played 62.3% of the snaps last week. Um, ran the second highest routes he's run all year. Right. So, uh you know, in a game that's going to be a high over under, expected to shoot out. Um, maybe that's a possibility. But the one thing is that we did know last week that this team wasn't going to be able to run the ball against against um, Houston. So we knew they were going to have to throw. That's a little bit different here, where they are going to be able to to run the ball. And you know, they they run they run the ball forty five percent of the time. You know, in one score a game. So maybe. We don't see a lot of Hunter Renfro, so that's a possibility there. What about T.J. Hawkinson? Because this uh, this Oakland Raiders defense, uh, they give up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position. So is that something that we might want to we might want to target there?
0: Yeah, there are there are four teams on the bye, so I guess you know he he could be streamable option. I'm just, I, trying to think. I think I could find another a tight end streamable for him for him. I you know I still yeah, I need to. Again, another guy I still we see a little more from, T.J. Hawkinson. You know, he's been very up and down this year. Um, I'm not sure if I would start him.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like you said, the targets just haven't been there for T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, but he is playing 70% of the snaps. This game isn't a high over-under. Um, so, yeah, if you start T.J. Hawkinson, you're literally just hoping for that, you know, that, uh, a semblance of that week one performance. Yeah. Um, you know, He hasn't done anything the since Casey
0: then. he hasn't done anything since the KC game. KC game, and that's it.
1: Yeah. So I, I think you, I think you could, I think you could start him if you really needed help. Um, you know, I, 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 definitely considered him because uh, you know I have Austin Hooper, so I was trying to find a tight end. I definitely considered him. Um, uh, Ryan Griffin. Let, okay, let's put this I'll, I'll way. take
0: Ryan Griffin. I'll even take Darren. Fels. I would take Ryan Griffin over him, yeah. right?
1: But. I got one for you, Vance McDonald or mm. TJ Hawkinson. Damn. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, if it's those two, then yeah, I'm gonna take TJ. Yeah, that's like scrapping. It's still, I think I still think I don't know if it's is it that desperate. Oh man, ah, it's bad. It's it.
1: pers- the tight end landscape is is not great right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, TJ Hawkinson or Jimmy Graham.
0: Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Ooh, uh,
1: yeah. See, I don't know, man. I think I would still take T. Yo, because Jimmy Graham has to catch a touchdown, or he didn't do anything.
0: Right, right.
1: At least T.J. Hawkinson, there's a chance I can get like a like a like a sixty-yard catch and run, and <laughs> yeah, he's just the uh, athletic profile.
0: Still think it's more likely Jimmy Graham does something though than T.J. Hawkinson, because at least yeah, he'll get five no, that's
1: you know, that's true. Yeah. I'm just, I guess, for me, it's just I'm target. I'm trying to target this Oakland.
0: Yeah, the defense, matchup is which there. Is though, you're right.
1: The tight end. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think it's a sneaky DFS play. Let's put it that way because he has he has been he has been just doo for the forever, <laughs> for like like you said since the Kansas City game. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add on that game? Uh, no. Uh, oh, wait. Keep there me, is something the else backs. interesting that I did want to add, though. The running backs. Yeah. yeah for the Detroit side. Uh, Trey Carson popped up late in the practice, uh, late in the week with a hamstring injury, and he actually was a limited participant in practice today. Um, so, they say he will be a game-time decision. So, does that put Ty Johnson in play?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, I mentioned that he did look the best out of the three last week against the Giants. Um Missed the touchdown because Matt Stafford overthrew him on a wheel route. Uh, he, he's a good route runner as far as you know. Coverage linebackers probably won't be able to cover him because he's pretty fast. So I think you know, you think he's in a solid spot here. However, under I think he gets involved in the passing game, which is where he uh, can eat. So I think you know, good low and flex option. I think, and a DFS play.
1: Yeah, I I agree too, man. Because I think he's a he's a really. Um... He's really sneaky because he, he, he's been dropped in some leagues. And if Trey Carson's hurt, um, obviously, there's so, you know, cover just, I guess, this this piece of news, too, while we're on this topic and this team, uh, th- this team brought in Jay Ajayi for a workout today. Um, you know, they have previously brought him in for a workout. So if you've got an extra roster spot, maybe you can make that speculative ad. Um, but I think Ty Johnson, this week, in this matchup against Oakland, um, he might be in a, in a decent spot in a game that's a high over under. Uh, the one thing I did touch on the last time is that Carry On Johnson did see a majority of this team's uh, red zone work. So if, if tr- there is no Trey Carson, Uh, Ty Johnson isn't going to assume that lead back role Uh, that red zone work in a game with a a 50 and a half point over under where the Lions have a 24 point implied total I think that uh, a touchdown is not outside the realm of possibility here when it comes to Ty Johnson in in this game and like you said the receptions are are there uh, for him potentially but they're also going to be there for JD McKissick as well uh, who is the pass catcher in this backfield so um, I think if there's no Trey Carson it kind of unmuddies this situation for us a little bit, don't you think?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, because Trey Carson started the game last week. He's not starting. I think Ty Johnson definitely gets more involved. All right,
1: let's move forward. Um I think that's all we got on that game. So we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two and five traveling to Seattle to take on the three and four Seattle Seahawks. It's a fifty two and a half point over under this the Seahawks are four and a half point favorites. This is your first four o'clock game, four o five p.m. Greg, what do you got?
0: In this game, I'm gonna take Seattle. I think Seattle's is rolling. You know, as far as the team right now, uh, I'm gonna take them against the spread as well. And I'm, I'm gonna take the under. I think 53 is a little too high, but uh, you know, I think it's still uh, you know gets in that high 40s. But I'm gonna take the under in this game. Um, yeah, Seattle's in a great spot here offensively. Russell Wilson, uh, Chris Carson. D.K. Metcalf, uh, yeah, I think they're all good, especially Tyler Lockett. The Bucks were not good against wide receivers at all. Uh, we saw with the Titans were able to do put up 23 against them. And on the other side, I think you know Seattle's not also very good against wide receivers. So you know um, so I, I would start up uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Jameis. I think he's in a good good spot here as far as a streamable quarterback. But uh, I think he, you know he's going to get you those turnovers. That's why I think Seattle. Might be a good streamable defense in this game as well, um, but yeah, Seattle rolls here. Uh, I think they they keep it going and win this game.
1: Oh man, another game that we don't see eye to eye on at all, man. I so I'm <laughs> actually gonna take I'm gonna take the over here. Mm-hmm. I, I remember last week I said I know this is a Tennessee Bucks game. I know this is a Tennessee game, so we gotta take the under. But this is a Bucks game, so we gotta take the over. I apply that same logic here. It's a Bucks game. I'm taking the over, um, and I'm actually gonna take the Bucks to cover the spread. <laughs> And I'm taking the Seahawks to win, but I'm really close to picking the Bucks to win. Um, I'm actually just gonna change it right now. I'm gonna, cha- I'm gonna pick the Bucks to mm, win.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. My reasoning. My reasoning here is that you've got. Um, you know, we gotta remember what this team wants to do. The Seattle team, neutral game script. They are 50% pass, 50% run. Um, you know, they want to run the ball. Chris Carson, like we talked about, each of the last five games, 20 plus carries. Um, but we then we gotta remember what's on the other side is this Tampa Bay rush defense, right? On the season, in terms of defensive defensive rush efficiency, they're number one. In the last three weeks, they're number two, and there's no so there's no slippage there. And then if you look at where they rank on the season uh, to the running back position, they give up the thirtieth most fantasy points to the running back position. The best finish that they've allowed is the RB eleven. Uh, or the 11th most fancy points, and that was in week four against the Rams. But outside of that, they haven't given up a top 15. Um, you know, and so you look at that from that perspective as well. Um, you know, like I, feel, I don't know if you remember the game against Christian McCaffrey, he had like 12, uh, what was it? It was like, uh, Fifteen carries for like thirty yards or something ridiculous. It was 20, yeah, 20 yeah. carries they for thirty six yards. The one
0: team to really shut him down on Thursday night the football. One team to shut down yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yep, yep.
1: Um, so I think that I think that we see a similar formula here. Um, you know. So and then the we also have to remember um, the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals in that same division with Pete Carroll, and these same Seattle Seahawks, which he beat up on time and time again. Um, those Arizona Cardinals teams uh, would constantly go into the go into Seattle, uh, and they would either win these games that they weren't supposed to win or they would cover the spread when they necessarily weren't supposed to, um, and those were when these Seattle defenses were much better. This is a bad Seattle defense just in general. Yep. Um, you know they've been bad all year, so I I think this is a spot where the Bucks come in here and they and they win and they they force you know Russell Wilson into a shootout. So I do like the rest of the passing pieces in this offense. Um, you know Tyler Lockett uh, as well as DK Metcalf. I really like. Yeah. Um, and then I think Chris Carson. Obviously, you still start him. I think he gets involved in around the around the goal line and things like that. Um, but I think this is great for Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I, I just. What about
1: Cameron Brait?
0: Uh Cameron, no, sorry, Brait, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just to say Russell Wilson. He's he's good against teams he's supposed to be good against. So I think he, he gets it done in the end. One of those Russell Wilson classic fourth quarters. I think. You know. I see that happening, yeah. and that's
1: why I picked them to win the game. Yeah, but I I, I do pick the Bucks to cover the spread. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. think it's going to be closer than four and a half. Probably this line did start at at six and a half or seven, if I'm not mistaken. It's moved all the way down to four and a half. So. Uh, the sharps are betting on Tampa Bay to cover this spread; otherwise, it wouldn't get get to this point. But um, you know, obviously, they've been wrong before. We've been wrong before, so we'll see what happens. But I do agree with you, Russell Wilson. He we call Deshaun a magician. Um, Russell Wilson's the first magician that we that we were that we've seen in our generation. <laughs> <Facts>. so, um. <laughs> uh Yeah, as far as Cam and Bray, yeah.
0: Um yeah, uh, he's questionable coming into the game, uh, but I think he's expected to play. No OJ Howard again. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, he, another serviceable flex option, I'll take Cameron Bray over TJ Jackson as well. That's another name I'll probably take. Uh, he had five, six targets last week. So yeah, I like that number a lot, even though he didn't really do anything with it. Had three for 32, but, um, he's in a better matchup this week. So I think he still gets a, around that five or six target number and, um, maybe he can get in the end zone.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with you totally on that because, um, you know, the Oakland Oakland and Seattle are just equally as bad at giving up fantasy points to the tight end position. Right. So, uh, given that, I'm definitely going to start Cameron Bray over TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think Cameron Bray, obviously, like we talked about before, the upside has to be there from with the touchdowns. Right. Um, but Seattle uh, has been... They've always been, if they've ever had a weakness, it was covering the tight end position and they've continued to have that weakness. We got to remember teams like Seattle, teams like Houston, uh, teams like the Chargers, they're very old school. They operate the way that they operate. They do the same thing. If you look at that Seattle defense, the way they run it, it's the same defense that they've been running since the Legion of of Boom. It's just different people doing it and they're worse players, so... Um, the Seattle pass defense is one that we should attack. So yeah, Kevin Bray, definitely in a good spot, especially in the red zone here. I think he he converts uh, on some red zone some red zone targets.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I think we got covered this game. Pretty anything much. else in that game? No, I think we're ready to go go forward you, as well. Are
1: you trying to start? Are you trying to start a Tampa Bay running back?
0: Uh, nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, cool. <laughs> um. All right, let's move forward. Uh, all right, so we've got the two and five Cleveland Browns traveling to Denver to take on the two and six Denver Broncos. This is a thirty nine point over under. The Denver or the Cleveland Browns are three and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got?
0: Yeah, this game, I think you know the Browns finally get it done. They get that third one of the year. Uh, I'm gonna take the Browns to win, but I'm gonna take the Broncos to cover the spread. Uh, they're home. Uh, they're still well coached team. Um, so I think they still keep it close, even though Joe Flacco isn't playing in this game. Uh, and I'm going to take the, uh, the over in this game. It's a very, very low over under, so it's very tempting to take it. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the bait. Um, as far as this game, um, even though it, it, I'm taking it over, it's still not very excited outlooks. So the Denver defense is pretty good, especially at home. Um, and then this Browns defense is in a good spot defensively as well, going against a backup quarterback. So uh, I'm not very excited as far as Corlin Sutton, um, his spot here. I think he's more of a low-end flex for you this week. Um, and, and for the Browns side, uh, I think Nick Chubb, you know, he's he's matchup-proof, so you got to start him up there. Um, Odell, I think you still start him up, but, you you know, temper expectations for both Odell and Jarvis.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the – under in this game I'm gonna take the Browns against the spread um we're actually I don't know take the Browns to win this game um you know I think I think we might see a little angry Baker here okay so you know let's okay. be, my let's be mindful of that we might see some angry Baker uh you know you know we we, we already know how he plays when he's got a chip on his shoulder um, and I think he's definitely got one on his shoulder right now um I think that like you said Nick Chubb matchup proof we're gonna start him uh I think he's gonna dog in this matchup against denver who was really bad against the pass to start the year or really bad against the run i mean to start the year on defense but they've they've been much better uh in the last three weeks especially uh so but nick chubb i think is definitely still going to dominate in this game um and then odell like you said temper expectations there um, you know, I th- even though the expectations a I guess are a little lower Chris to begin with. <laughs> yeah, they are a little—they're low already. But you know, he's got a—he's got a tough matchup against Chris Harris. Yeah, man. Um, who's a really good corner in his own right. So, uh, I—it's—it's—it's it's, it's tough sledding if you have a better option on the on the bench. Is he somebody you might be? You might be. uh ah, benching uh, on looking the hotel?
0: oh Ah, man. I mean, we didn't want to bench him last week against the Pats, so. I don't see mm-hmm. how he would want to bench him this week. He got seven targets last week, five for 52. That's a flex. I think he gets around what he gets there, and hopefully he gets a touchdown to help his day. So I think he's just a flex.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, all right. So would you rather start Odell or John Brown against Washington?
0: John Brown. <laughs> oh, man. Would you rather yeah.
1: start Odell or Marvin Jones against Oakland?
0: I'm going to take Odell still.
1: Odell or DK Metcalf against Tampa Bay?
0: Um I'ma take DK. Yeah.
1: Um, Odell or Cortland Sutton in the same game. Uh,
0: I'm gonna take Odell. Yeah.
1: Odell or Tyrell Williams against Detroit.
0: Tyrell, yo, Tyrell touchdown machine, man. He gets another one here, I think.
1: <laughs> All right. La- last one. Odell or Robbie Anderson?
0: Um I guess Miami uh yeah I'm gonna take Robbie, yeah I think he's there's no boom for Odell in this matchup I think he does I don't see him getting over eleven ten eleven points,
1: yeah I think I think uh yeah, I think if you get ten eleven points from Odell, that would be a win on the
0: week I know that's crazy
1: <laughs> it's it's I hate it 'cause i hate I hate it'cause i he's he was the I had him as the number three receiver on the year, but it's just not hasn't been there no nah. um, I think it will get better at some point in the season' you know they do get to play teams like Cincinnati and and things like that again, but... It's still, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll
0: have to see. Yeah, I know. It's, it's tough because, you know, New England last week, Denver this week, Buffalo the following week, and then Pittsburgh uh, two weeks from now. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a little tough selling for him.
1: And then, are you nervous about Cortland? I know we brought up Cortland Sutton. Are you nervous about him giving the, the switch to the... to? Uh, Brandon Allen. I mean, I guess are you nervous about the outlook of this offense given the special Brandon Allen at quarterback?
0: Yeah, I'm always a little nervous anytime a backup quarterback comes in, um especially midseason. season. He did have a uh full week of practice, I guess. They did announce Joe Flacco being benched early. Um, but uh yeah, I I, I think I'm to wait and see. I'm still starting Corlin Sutherland, but I think instead of that the wide receiver two production, strong wide receiver two production you've been seeing all year, I think you know, he gets the, the flex option this week.
1: Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, just some clarification. Joe Flacco wasn't officially, Sorry, I guess, benched. benched. He's hurt. He He's hurt. He has a neck injury. He's going to be out for the season. It was just the timing of everything was uh, curious because it was right after he came out and criticized the, the team and the play calling. So um, it did look like a benching at first, but it did turn out to be a neck injury. Um, all right, moving forward, um, again, that game is at 425. This game is also at 425. Um, this might be a little a little bit of a shootout, man. I'm kind of excited, but we got the 7-1 Green Bay Packers traveling to L.A. to take on a 3-5. L.A. Chargers is a 49-point over-under. The Packers are 3.5-point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I'm taking the Packers in this game. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good, nice high-scoring game, so I think the Chargers cover the spread. They're home, they seem to play, uh, and you know, pretty good against matchups that when they when they need to level competition. So I think the Chargers cover. I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, yeah, I think it could be a sneaky shootout. Uh, I like you know Aaron Rodgers in this game a lot. Um, I think you know Aaron Jones, of course, Jamal Williams, the two workhorses back there. I like them. I'm just praying and hoping that this man Devonte will come back and play in this game. He's a true questionable. He's been practicing for three straight days now, looking good. Uh, I'm I'm hoping he comes back because he, you know, he'd be in a decent spot here. Chargers are uh, no decent against wide receivers, but it is Devontae. Uh they've been needing the help there at the at the receiver position because MVS and Geronimo, whoever that's playing receiver, is not doing anything for them. Uh, on the Chargers side, uh good spot for Eckler and Melvin Gordon here. You know the Packers uh, struggle against the run. Um and yeah, Keenan Allen. Uh, it's been a little tough sledding for him after the hot start. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, we we also thought the Packers secondary was elite uh, at the beginning of the year, but they have been struggling a little bit. So I think maybe, I think Mike Williams is getting a little more momentum than Keenan Allen lately.
1: Yeah, I obviously I really like Mike Williams. I made him my start of the week last week. Mm-hmm. That didn't come through as he dropped I believe two red zone targets. I believe it that's was brutal. so. That's tough. Or, or two touchdowns. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, he's that's th- the beauty. That's the you know the stuff that happens in fantasy, man. Yeah, he's still um, you know, he still ended up with three for sixty nine
0: too, which is crazy. So yeah,
1: yeah. If he had just you know if he catches one of those touchdowns, it, you know makes it a half decent day. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna take the over here. I agree with you. The Chargers do play up to their level of competition or down to their level of competition. Yeah. So they are gonna cover the spread in this one. Uh, I do expect. The Packers to end up winning this game because, like I said, they're they're not allowed to lose a game. It's one of the rules that was <laughs> recently implemented um, after week one of the NFL season. Packers. They said the Packers aren't allowed to lose games. So, or sorry, week two of the NFL season. My apologies. Um, or maybe there is a it's, maybe there is an exception to the rule that the, the maybe the Eagles are allowed to beat them. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see come playoff time. But anyway, um, this uh, this Chargers. You know, rush defense is is actually really it's been really bad. Um, If you look at you know the season, this this Chargers rush defense the last four weeks, uh, they've given up the six most six most fancy points to running backs, 11 most fancy points to running back, second most fancy points to running running back position, and the eighth most fancy points to running back position. Um, The only two teams that didn't actually didn't uh, have a top eleven. Uh, running back performance against this team were the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans, so um, I, I think that Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, both in really good spots here, because uh, they not only give up the you know um, you know rushing yards and 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 whatnot to the to the running back position, they also give up uh, catches in terms of targets. So I expect them both to be involved in the pass game, especially as we've seen. Uh, with the with the absence of Devonte Adams, but Devonte Adams coming back, we have to see how that impacts Aaron Jones because he is he's has been the leading receiver in this offense during that time. So I'm curious to see that. Um, I there is one thing to note though: this Green Bay run defense has got has been slightly better the last few weeks. Um, so I I I'm, I'm tempering expectations in terms of Melvin Gordon from that end. But, but Melvin Gordon has been um, looking you know, better,
0: so it's like you know they're both I guess trending up a little bit.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 that's the one that's tough because Melvin Gordon didn't like. I mean, he he had a good day in terms of fantasy, but right. this was a a a run defense that we were targeting. True, true. You know, and we'd been targeting it for three weeks, and you know, Melvin Gordon comes in and we think he's in this nice little spot, and he, yeah, he scores a touchdown. Um, but if you take that touchdown away, he had a yeah nothing. A subpar day. Yeah. You know, so um, this and, you know, in terms of in terms of uh, rush rushing efficiency, this Chargers offense is the worst in in the NFL, according to sharp football stats in terms of rush rush efficiency. And that's whether on the season or the the last three weeks, they've just been bad at it. So I don't know if that's something that they're going to be able to do with much success, uh, especially when you consider that both these teams uh, throw the ball. At, you know, the Chargers 65% of the time in neutral game script. The Packers 63% of the time in neutral game script. So maybe we see a lot more passes, which then would, I guess, would mean, is this an Austin Eckler game?
0: Yeah, I just need both of them to get more. Well, we know Eckler's involved in the pass game, but Melvin Gordon needs to get more involved in the pass game as well because he's just as good as a pass catcher as Eckler.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely is. Um, But, Eckler, you know, this offense has been really good running through Austin Eckler, so that's something to note. Yeah. Um. Then you know, I think Hunter Henry's in a really nice spot against these Green Bay Packers, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, the Green Bay Packers they give up the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, last week, Travis Kelsey we targeted Travis Kelsey against them, um, and he finished as the tight end five. And then the week before that, we we targeted uh Darren Waller against them, and he was the, the tight end one. So, um, you think that this is a nice spot for uh for the tight end position, actually, if you go back to even the weeks before that. Uh, you know Detroit had a tight end 21 and we just talked about that guy that was uh, TJ Hawkinson Uh, Dallas tight end 22 and that's Jason Witten who's like older than my dad Um, (laughs) and the week before that was um, the week before that was Philadelphia and and they allowed the tight end six so um, I think this is a nice spot for for Hunter Henry here as well Uh, Keenan Allen didn't pop up with it he was you know no injury designation going into Sunday, so that's positive news there. Um, but I I really do like Mike Williams again this week, guys. Um, you know, interesting stat on Mike Williams. People thought that regression was coming for him because he had 10, 10 touchdowns on 66 catches last year, which is an absurd amount. Um, well, Mike Williams has 50 catches this year and zero touchdowns. So the same way where we thought regression was coming for him, positive regression should be coming for him. So these touchdowns should be coming soon. He's just got to stop dropping them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything anything else we got on this game, Greg? Should we get to the game of the week? Nah,
0: yeah, let's get to this game of the week. You already know. Lamar time.
1: All right, man. We got the 8-0 New England Patriots traveling to Baltimore. Take on a 5-2 Baltimore Ravens. This is a 47.5 point over-under. These New England Patriots, 4-point favorites. Greg, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I'm am I'm I'm you know, I'm going to take the Pats in this game. Uh I think, you know, I think they also cover the spread. Oh, wait,
1: hold up. Sorry. This line move Pats are 3-point favorites. Yeah,
0: 3-point favorites. Yep, yep, yep. Uh I'm yeah, I'm, I'm take the Pats to cover the spread. Uh I'm going to take the under. I think this is, is, is still a really great game. I think, you know, it's a little more smash mouth, uh a little more strategy. I think uh, these two teams, you know, the defense is shown here, especially the Pats but I think it's a close, low-scoring game. Um, yeah, I, I hope it's a really good game, though, which it will be. I hope Lamar comes through. Uh, we talked about early in the week Lamar's performance. Uh, I think he's still a startable quarterback, but I think you know, I think you temper the expectations a little bit. I think he gets you around, you know, 17, 18 fantasy points, which is still a pretty good day against the Patriots defense. But um, on the, you know, I think this well, Patriots defense is still good. I think they get it done. And then at the end of the game, Tom Brady. One of those final drives, I think he, uh, he 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 gets it done for you.
1: Oh man, uh, I want to do like the cool, what the cool kids do, and like yeah, take pick you, against I mean, the Patriots. Just do it. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna take the under, and I'm gonna take as crazy as it sounds. I'm gonna take the Ravens to cover the spread, but I'm gonna take the Pats to win.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be close.
1: As as crazy as it sounds, it's a three point game. I just it's it's my way of saying I. I I really want the Ravens. I'm really taking the Ravens. But um, like you said, uh, this game is going to be really close. It's going to be really strategic. Um, you know, the Patriots, uh, every, all we've been hearing is they haven't played anybody yet. Well, guess what? Yep. The NFL finally gave us a good game. Finally. Sunday Night Football. you got to be tuned in this game. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, I'm going to trick my wife into convincing her that this is a, a game that she actually wants to watch. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have to watch this game. Um, but... You know, for, from a football standpoint, like you said, Lamar. Uh, the question is, are you playing him given what these 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 Patriots have done? I know I'm playing him, um, but fantasy owners, I guess, they kind of need a point of reference. So, would you play? Would you play? Uh, would you rather play Lamar, or would you rather play Gardner Minshew against the Houston Texans?
0: Ooh. Mm. That's tough. Uh yeah, I'm 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 a roll. I'm taking my man Gardner.
1: Lamar or Derek Carr.
0: Uh for th- th- this matchup, yeah, Derek Carr.
1: Lamar or Josh Allen against the Washington Redskins.
0: I'm taking Lamar still.
1: Lamar or Jameis Winston?
0: Uh because of the higher runner and even if it is uh Seattle rolling, which I think it might be, you know, Jameis gets a lot of garbage time points. So I'm I'm uh, I think I'm gonna take Jameis.
1: That's some. That's good though because we we need to note that I I didn't say it, but Jameis Winston I think is playable this week. I think he's startable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I, I, I don't be don't be shy to do that, mm-hmm. guys and gals. Um, okay, Lamar or Mitchell Trubisky?
0: Oh yeah, Lamar, Lamar. This got guy not get twisted. Here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, no, it it is tough. It's close, but. Um, you know, I yeah, I, I think he hits. I hit, think he hits that twenty. What do we say? Twenty one and a half. Twenty one
0: and a half. So I think he's. I think he finishes. Twenty one and QB, a half. He finishes like QB eleven, like eleven and twelve this week.
1: Eleven and twelve. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I think. I, I. I think he's gonna get us a top seven finish.
0: Okay. Okay. Word. I
1: think he gets us. I think he gets us a top seven finish. Um. I'm. You know. I. I really. I, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game, like we said. So. Um. You know. <laughs> They're scheming some stuff up. Yeah, man. no, Harbaugh plays the I, Pats you,
0: very well, man.
1: If you had to, if you had to put a number on it, like how much of what percentage of the of the Ravens playbook do you think we've actually seen?
0: Not a lot, not at all. Especially with Hollywood back, <laughs> especially if he's playing. Like, yeah, yeah. I know they won. And that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, there's like there's gonna be so many trick plays in this game. Like, you know, you think about how many times the the Patriots have thrown like wide receiver passes against the against the the Ravens. Um, and, you know, now the Ravens could do that. Like, you know, I think we'll see RG3 in this game. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, bro. I can just feel it. It's going to be crazy. Um. All right. Anything else you want to add in this game? Are we going to actually give some, some, fantasy, some fantasy advice on it?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, fantasy-wise, um, uh, you know, I think we, we talked about Lamar a lot. As far as the running game, James White, nine points. Yo, so you already know he's going to do there. Oh, lock that in. Yeah, lock that Death in.
1: Death, <laughs> taxes, James White getting <laughs> nine points and a half point PPR.
0: Yep, lock that in. Um, uh, wide receivers, uh, you know, I'm not too high on any of them yet. Mohamed Sanu, I think he gets a little more play in here, but uh, Dorsett, I think it's just a flex option. Uh, Edelman, always, I think he's, you know, got to start him up. Um, and yeah, as far as the, the Pat side, um, as far as the Ravens side... I think, you know, Mark Ingram, you start him up, um, but you know, temper expectations for him. Uh, and if Marquise Hollywood Brown is playing, I think he's a low in flex. Um, but I would also temper expectations.
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. I mean, um, Mohamed Sanu you temper expectations there, but Julian Edelman, I, I mean, you're going to play him. Yeah. I'm scared though, because this Ravens pass defense while it hasn't been great all year, they've gotten better and they added Marcus Peters, um, which Marcus Peters hasn't necessarily been great, but what that's allowed them to do, because uh, they have been missing Jimmy Smith, who hasn't played in weeks now, but um, or all season, but it's allowed them to take Marlon Humphrey, who's been their best corner, and move him inside. So now he's able to follow team's uh, mm. slot, number one slot receiver. So I do think that uh, Julian Edelman does have a, a bit of a tough matchup there for him, but obviously still start him. Yeah, it's matchup-proof um, guy. I, yeah, no, nah, he's matchup proof, but um, but I'm I'm actually concerned about Tom Brady even more, um, you know, in this matchup. So he's not, you know, is he somebody that you want to start this week? Uh,
0: mm, I would, I would probably start him still, but uh, you know, I yeah, I think he, he still he finishes around the same number Lamar would, but like right outside of QB one, like QB thirteen.
1: Lamar, or Tom Brady.
0: Ah, in the same game, I'm going to take Lamar because I safe rushing.
1: Okay, last one, Lamar. Kyle, Murray.
0: Wait, what? Like for oh, uh... <laughs> before yesterday, <laughs> I took Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Um. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah. What? Uh, Sony Michelle. Are, are we? Are we starting him there?
0: Uh, Is that you, something you want to do? I. Uh, I guess you have. To. You're not very excited. Um. You're just hoping he gets into that end zone like he always does.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay, um, and then I guess last one, Mark Ingram.
0: Uh, yeah, you you're starting him, um, but I think you know, okay low inflex.
1: I lied. Last one, um, Mark Andrews.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> the New England Patriots give up the thirty first most fantasy points to the tight end position, so they're second. They're the second best team against the tight end position. Um, they've. Allowed the highest they've allowed is the tight end twelve, which was last week against Cleveland. But before that, they hadn't let up higher than the the, the tight end eighteen.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I mean,
1: I'm I'm i you know I'm a Mark Andrews owner almost a lot of places. If one I'm nervous.
0: pass catcher is gonna do something. It, it'll probably be him. I, I'd rather if for all, if all of them. The
1: thing that gives me the biggest, uh, I guess, sense of uh, of or that takes away the worry for Mark Andrews is how the Ravens kind of deploy him. They run a lot of two or three tight end sets, and he's lined up a lot as a receiver, um, which actually maybe now that I think about it is probably even worse for him because now he gets one of those corners like Stefan Gilmore on Mark Andrews. I think I like Stefan Gilmore in that matchup, so I don't know. It's it's tough, but I, you have to start him just because of his big playability and how how targeted he is within this offense. Um, I think that that just that there you have to start them. Um, all right, I think we should move on from this game unless yeah. there's anything else yeah, you want to add. No. Nah, okay, so we got the four and three Dallas Cowboys traveling to New York to take on the two and six New York Giants. This game's at MetLife. They're not no Ferraris or Bugattis and none of that stuff this week. This is a forty-eight <laughs> point over under. Cowboys are seven point, uh, 7 point favorites in this one. Greg, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game. Uh, I think the Giants cover the spread, though, uh, and I'm going to take the over. Um, you know, Danny Dimes, I think he'll have his full arsenal this week. Uh, Sterling, Saquon, all those guys. Evan Ingram, I, mean, I think Evan Ingram's in a good spot. Dallas is not very good against the Titans. Um, so I think if, if any, you know, of all these guys, I think he has the most outstanding performance out of the uh, giants skill players. Uh, Saquon, of course, is going to eat as well as he usually does uh, on the Cowboys' side. Yeah, man, it's Dak and Mari and Michael Gallup. They're about to all have a monster day. Even Randall Cobb, I think, is in play. We talk about how bad the Giants are against slot corners. I mean, slot receivers. um, Danny Amendola was eaten last week in the middle of the field. So, uh, yeah, I would start all your Cowboys. I think this might be a sneaky shootout. Or 48 over-under, I'm I'm taking over.
1: Yeah, 48-point over-under. That gives the Cowboys an implied total of 28. The Giants an implied total of 21 with a 7-point spread. I'm gonna take the over. I, yeah, I'm gonna take the over on this one. Um, I was gonna take. I, I had the under originally, but then you swayed me. Um, uh, so I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the the Giants against the spread as well. But I'm gonna take the Cowboys to cover this game. I do think this is a close game. The Giants and Cowboys always do play each other close, especially on on uh, uh, in prime time. Um, no Eli in this game, so we'll see how that one plays out. But um, I do like the the uh I do like Dak Prescott a lot in this one, uh, as well as the the passing the pieces on the pass offense. The receiver Amari Cooper I think is in a really nice spot, as well as uh, Michael Gallup. You touched on Randall Cobb as well, um, and then obviously there's there's the running backs Zeke and Saquon, um you know Sterling Shepard he's expected to be back in this game, so is he somebody that you might want to play in the matchup, um, given that we expect it to go over.
0: Um, yeah, I remember saying early in the week, I think I like Golden Tate a little more. Um, but I, you know, I think maybe he, I would probably sit him on the bench this week to see how it goes, uh, and wait and see. Um, I think Golden Tate is more in play. This yeah,
1: week. I agree there. I think Golden Tate's definitely in play, but if you have Sterling Shepard though, are you going to play him?
0: Um, probably, I, no, I, I think you roll him out there. Yeah. I think he gets, you know, uh, you're expecting five, six targets. Uh and you hopefully maybe like a five for fifty day.
1: Okay, yeah, I agree with that as well. Um Alright, yeah, I think that's I think that's all I got on this game. So uh yeah, let's get to that, that money time, man. Start money the week. Money time. You already know. Already know. So Greg, your quarterback started the week. Who's that, man?
0: Oh man, this is a, a first, this is a back to back. I'm doing it. A back to back, a first? Back to back, like Drizzy said. Um uh, taking Matt Stafford again, uh, he's going against, you know, uh, last, had a great matchup last week against the Giants, uh, an even better matchup this week against these Oakland Raiders. Uh, Oakland's, you know, the next worst team against QB worst team against QBs. They're in the high over in the game. Uh, Matt Stafford still leads the leagues in these deep ball attempts, uh, averaging 353 yards per game in the last two. Yeah, roll Matt Stafford out there start him up.
1: Oh, man, Matt Stafford, back to that well. Back hey, you back. know what? I'm doing a little pivot here. Uh, Derek Carr, he was going to be the start of the week here, but um, actually going to go to a guy, Dak Prescott. Um, he's got this matchup against these Giants, who you previously alluded to, uh, gave it up to Matt Stafford last week. That's what made him your start of the week. Matt Stafford, currently the QB5, coming off a game where he finishes the QB8 against the Philadelphia Eagles, goes on to take the, take on these, these uh, New York Giants, who give up the seventh most fantasy points to the to the quarterback position. I think that Dak Prescott, like we always say, when Dak, when he's uh, in Cowboys wins, they, they'll kind of run through him, and uh, he does very well from a fantasy perspective. And so I think that we're going to see that come to fruition here in this matchup against the Giants. Greg, wide receiver start of the week, man. What you got?
0: Oh, man. So I'm going to you know, switch it up a little quick. I'm going to give my Allen Robinson some love right here. I'm going to take him. He's top ten amongst wide receivers in targets and target share, 9.3 targets a game. is a really good number going against this Philly defense who's trash against wide receivers. The Giants are trash. The Eagles are almost worse. I think they are. Um, they're, they're great against the run as well. So you know the Bears won't have to you know, be able to move the ball at times. They'll probably have to do it through the air. So I think Allen Robinson gets a very high target number again. I think he gets in the end zone. Yeah, I think you start him up as a, a top 12 wide receiver performance here.
1: Yeah, Allen Robinson, definitely uh, a, a good play here against these these struggling Philadelphia uh, corners. So actually, my wide receiver start of the week, I'm actually going to go Michael Gallup here. Um, was going to go Amari Cooper, but that's easy. I want everybody to know they can start Michael Gallup with some confidence here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Michael Gallup, start of the week. He's going up against these these uh, New York Giants who give the third most fancy points to the wide receiver position. So Michael Gallup... Uh, Going with my QB start of the week, Dak Prescott got that stack start of the week. Michael Gallup start him up against these Giants. Greg, running back start of the week, what do you got? I hear bells oh, ringing.
0: Man. Yeah, you hear the bells ringing. It's true. I gotta give my man some love, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, just to talk about him, he hasn't finished RB five higher yet this season. I think it finally comes right now in this spot, going against the worst team against running backs as far as fantasy points per game. He's top ten in targets, so I think he still gets. You know, I think he gets involved in the passing game here. Text up, Adam Gase, give me some love. Got to give this man Le'Veon some love. He's been he's been doing everything right for this team. Uh, he's getting beat up, not saying anything. You know, doing what he has to do. I think he gets in the end zone. He only has two touchdowns this year. This is Le'Veon Bell, man. This is Le'Veon Bell. We got to get him some love, yo. He's got to be start of the week. Come on, man.
1: Oh yeah, man. Nah, Le'Veon Bell's got to get some love, man. I, I really like that that start of the week. My running back start of the week. We're going with the revenge game narrative. Nah, Jordan Howard he's gonna be my start of the week he's got this matchup against these uh Chicago Bears who like we said we've been targeting these last three weeks um, but Jordan Howard he's gonna he, Miles Sanders banged up uh, he got 23 carries last week I think they're gonna give him the ball especially given this revenge game narrative they want to go home go back to uh go back show these these uh Chicago Bears what they're missing out on Greg mm-hmm. tight that start of the week what do you got man
0: Oh man, I mean it was George Kittle, so I mean you know. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right that's right,
1: right, that's right, All right, so George Kittle start of the week. Oh, would you look at that, sixteen point nine Fanduel fan points. Greg, what a look great start that. of the week. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. All right, my tight end t- t- start of the week. That's Hunter Henry. That's right. Talked about it before. He's got this matchup against these Green Bay Packers. This game's probably going to shoot out. They're going to have to keep pace. Uh, Hunter Henry, I guess he's Green Bay Packers, who give it up to the tight end position. Fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position. That's going to continue right here. Hunter Henry, he's going to dog start him up.
0: Yeah, I like that for Greg, sure right now. Yep. QB streamer of the Week, man. What you got? Oh, man, QB streamer of the Week. Again, best Halloween costume of the week. Phil Yates as Gardner Minshew. Let's go with Gardner. Owning 65% of Yahoo League, so he's still out there. This man is basically a starter on the waiver wires every week. I think, you know, you got to add him, play him in a good spot here against the Houston Texans. We know how Derek Carr did against his defense last week, so uh, I I need my Mitchell to come through. He's going to come through for you. This man is one of the safest uh, quarterbacks you can play right now in fantasy. Uh, Start him up.
1: Oh, man, I I like that a lot. Gardner Minshew, man. Um, All right, so I I said before, Derek Carr, he was my my start of the week, but... He could be here as a streamer of the week because I, what I'm about to say right now might be a little scary. But Sam Darnold, he's my streamer of the week, man. Uh, he's got this matchup against these Miami Dolphins who obviously, we, like we talk about, give it up to the quarterback position. And that's going to continue right here, right now. Uh, they give up the fourth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. And Sam Darnold in this spot against against this uh, Miami struggling Miami secondary, I think he he gives you a nice steady floor to uh, bring you stream-worthy fantasy week.
0: Yeah, Greg, tight weird.
1: end stream of the week, man.
0: Tight end, uh, you know, because of the T.Y., as a late add, I'm at putting in Eric Ebron there. I think uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to need some help against this tough Steelers defense, and their one weakness is against the tight ends. So I think Eric Ebron, you can add him. You can uh, put him in this spot here. Uh, I think he's uh could get you a touchdown here. I think he does get you one.
1: Yeah, I like Eric Ebron a lot too. Um, My tight end stream of the week, that's going to be Ryan Griffin. Uh, I talked about it before. He's he's on this team. He's plays 96% of the snaps. Uh, he's running 65% of the routes. He's uh, Sam Darnold looks to him in the middle of the field, and so he's available. I don't know why. I, I know I haven't been recommending him, so maybe that's part of it. So Ryan Griffin, I think you can start him with confidence this week. Uh, maybe he gets you a touchdown. Greg, your defensive stream of the week, man, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I kind of really like the Browns this week uh, against the Broncos. Going against up against the back quarterback, you know, it's very juicy to me. Uh, in general, the Broncos' offense has been good, even with Joe Flacco. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I think they bounce back. They get you something here. And then Seattle against the Bucks, even though it's a high over in the game, you can guarantee James is going to get you at least two picks. So I like that as far as uh, turnovers here for Seattle.
1: Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. Um, my So I got two Two defensive streams here. I usually do have two. So, um, but the Cowboys. That's gonna be my first one here. Uh, they got this. They're seven point favorites against the New York Giants. As we know, uh, Daniel Jones. He struggles a little bit holding on to the football, um, between sacks and fumbles and things like that. So. Think that's in play here uh, Cleveland was actually one of my streams so I'm gonna drop them I'm gonna go to a really I played I play a lot of I played DFS so uh, in a lot of tournaments as well too so I, I need some salary savers um, and that's usually where some of my streams come from it's the defenses I'm, I'm usually willing to play because they're really really cheap um, so one of them that I am willing to play this week that is the Washington Redskins against the, against the Buffalo Bills um, Josh Allen he does turn the ball over at a, at a pretty high rate, so I think that they are able to get the hand get their hands on some passes, um, maybe intercept them, uh, maybe force a fumble here and there, get some sacks. As I do have them covering the spread in this one, so I, I think they are streamable defense. Um, maybe maybe if you don't want to stream them in season long, maybe you could play them in Fanduel as well. But uh, that's 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 what I got there.
0: Yeah, man. I think yo know, calls of the week. You know, we, we're all so hot. You know, we gotta keep it going.
1: Yeah, man. We we've been hot, man. Um, so we just gotta gotta keep it going, keep it grinding. You know, we're not gonna be right all the time, but you know, hopefully the process is right most of the time. So, um, you know, I know I know we're both excited for this this Baltimore Ravens and, and this Pats game. Um, you know, is there any anything else? Anything else you're interested to look at this weekend or?
0: Um, uh the houston jags game i'm interested in a lot one because the game is at 10 o'clock and 9 30 in the morning so i get to wake up and just watch football all day
1: nice uh yeah. I, I do it i'm excited about that too watching these london games in the morning that's that's dope um and what about the basketball realm let's go off brand yo Oh,
0: we're. Oh, word. oh you already know. I, I, I'm, watching, I'm watching that Nets, Nets Houston game right now. Yo, Kyrie, 20 points. Yo, my man, Karis Levert, with 25. Uh, but, you know, uh, the t- Nets are the team in New York, but you already know. Trust the process. I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Joel Embiid, he said it. I can't really say it on air, but you know he he not is. But uh, Joel Embiid is the man. <laughs> <laughs> that man is going to come for your heart. Uh, the Sixers team come with some toughness as a general, uh, they're undefeated. Come see me. Sixers, Clippers finals. Book it.
1: Woo! That's right. You heard it here first. Fantasy football diagnostics. A little fantasy basketball diagnostics action. Yep, you yep, know what I'm yep, saying? Yep. There uh, we go. All right, man. So th- that's all we got. But uh good luck to you guys this weekend. Guys and gals. Enjoy your matchups. Uh and good luck in all your matchups. And uh as always, we are out.
0: We are out. We are out.